Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. <laughs> Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and edit that. Whatever it is. <laughs> 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 doesn't get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another lantern-tastic, fan-expo-erific episode of Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC, and I'm not alone tonight, or this morning as it were, but I, I am not alone. I am joined by a very special guest here at Fan Expo Boston, and we're here to talk some Green Lantern comics. Say, what's up, man? How's it going, Keith? What's up, man? How's it going, Keith? So this is Keith G. Baker. I'm not a regular podcaster, but I'm here hanging out with Derek in Boston, and we're getting our lantern on, I guess is what's Yeah, yeah, we're totally getting our lantern on. Like, yeah. I, this is this is a long time coming. I wanted to do a podcast with you for a long time. You're a good friend of mine, and I know we both share a love and passion for Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. Ooh, woo. Yeah, so actually I'm picking a special issue for me. It's what I consider a spinner rack comic. So this is going to be one of those stories from the spinner rack podcast. The title we're going to be doing is Green Lantern issue 182. It has a cover date of November 1984, but the on sale date, thanks to Mike's Amazing World, is August 16th, 1984. The cover price was a whopping 75 cents. Still, still in that affordable range. That, that's my, that's my mark. But do you, is your mark like 60 cents or like what do you, what was your mark when you came in 75 was around the time when i was having to buy stuff myself and paying attention to okay. the, to the cost the, the, the so, cost and yeah. stuff yeah yeah for me like i started and it was 75 cents and right. then ever since then it's been like six dollars what <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so, so yeah so actually there's there's two stories in green lantern 182 three well, there's three, but we, we are not. We are absolutely not fucking covering Flash Force 2000, so we're going to skip that shit. But yeah, we're, we're going to cover the two Green Lantern stories in this 48-page issue lie, because it's not really 48 pages of Green Lantern. We're going to do the first story, which is called It's a Dirty Job, but... I think dot, I saw, dot, dot, I think I saw that movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> And uh, the writer is Len Wein. The penciler is Dave Gibbons. Inker is Mark Farmer. Letterer, John Costanza. Colorist, Anthony Tolan. And Green Lantern 182 for me... Uh, I did not buy this off the Spinner Rack, but it fits my mandate for Spinner Rack Comics because all I had at the time were Spinner Rack Comics, and I obtained this in a trade for other Spinner Rack comics. So it was like a buddy of mine. We both had comics that we wanted from one another, and we did a like a big comic swap. So I gave him a stack of comics. He gave me a stack of comics. And Green Lantern 182 was one of those comics. Nice. So this technically is, aside from like Emerald Dawn, like getting off the legit Spinner Rack, like this is probably the first issue of Green Lantern that I ever 
red. And then I guess we've got on the cover Hal Jordan looking at Green Lantern saying, It can't be! Not you! <laughs> so... We, we had that going on. I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll do a quick, hopefully, and dirty synopsis of what takes place in this first story, and then me and Keith will discuss the issue. We open on a splash page of recently resigned Green Lantern Hal Jordan driving a Ferris-branded Jeep through the Sierra Madre Mountains in California. He pulls a Captain Kirk in Star Trek V and hand climbs to the top of a mountain to find the grave marker of the lantern that originally passed on the power ring and mantle to him, Aben Sur. After a brief one-page recollection of the events that led to Hal Jordan becoming Green Lantern, Hal explains that he had plans and dreams of his own before being chosen to be a member of the Corps. He apologizes to the grave marker of Abin Soares and hopes that one day he can be forgiven for resigning from the Green Lantern Corps for the love of a woman, Carol. Ferris. Meanwhile, light years away on the planet Oa, the Guardians of the Universe watch Hal Jordan from afar. Even though they hoped Jordan's leave would be temporary, they are now convinced of its more permanent implications and plan to locate his successor. Back on Earth in the city of Los Angeles, the aforementioned Carol Ferris has just finished a lunch date designed to cheer up her friend April O'Rourke. As it begins to rain, the two ladies head back to their car and a mystery man in a fedora and trench coat bumps into April. While April is offended, at this man's behavior, Carol eventually convinces her to get into the car as the mystery man walks down an alleyway. His thought balloons reveal he has plans to have the world bow before him as his power has been strengthened and refined during his prison stint. Now, with a personal force field and all the elements of nature at his command, the world will have to reckon with the unbeatable, new and improved Major Disaster. <laughs> Later at Ferris Aircraft, we see Jon Stewart is drawing up his latest architecture plans and his good mood is spoiled when Carl Ferris introduces him to a slimeball named Smith who is to be Ferris's new executive administrator. Major Disaster makes his move and drives off some security guards from the Baldwin Hills Dam with a hurricane. Back at Ferris Air, Carol runs into Dr. Bruce Gordon, who is getting threatening letters regarding his solar jet. Dun dun dun. Carol suggests it could just be a morbid practical joke, and Gordon hopes that this is exactly what it is, as the alternative he quietly contemplates to himself is shown in a reflection in the window of his evil alter ego, Eclipso. When Hal arrives at the Solar Jet Lab, his pal, his best pal, Tom Kalmaku, is none too happy to see him and storms off in a huff when Hal asks him if he's seen Carol elsewhere. Jon Stewart walks by at the tail end of this encounter and offers to buy Hal a drink. After ordering two ginger ales... With a twist of lime, man. <laughs> they both notice the breaking TV news report that Major Disaster is threatening to destroy Baldwin Hills Dam unless Green Lantern shows up. Hal heads for a payphone to call Superman or Green Arrow, since he's no longer a Green Lantern, but gets driven away by a burly man already using the payphone. When Hal heads out back to see if there's another payphone, to his shock he sees Jon Stewart transforming into Green Lantern and reciting the Green Lantern Oath. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall I'll escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. GL John Stewart quickly arrives at the scene, much to the confusion of local law enforcement and reporter Tawny Young, who interviewed Hal Jordan just a few weeks earlier and does not recognize Stewart. John walks onto the 
dam with Disaster and tells him to cool it. However, Disaster is just as confused as all the rest. This is not the Green Lantern he knows and hates. Disaster issues his final ultimatum, either Stuart brings him the Green Lantern he knows, the real Green Lantern, or he'll destroy the dam right here and now. Boom. And then that is to be continued. In Day of Disaster. Yeah. So, so when did, like, you, you were reading this as it was coming out, right? I was. I'd been reading Green Lantern since I could, since I could read. So, I guess it was, like, the end of the O'Neill run, the O'Neill Adams run, when I started, when I can remember re- reading them. Yeah. I don't know where I got them from or how I got them. I know that, you know, we had several, several quick pick type gas stations where we could walk to as kids, you know, when, when parents used to let their kids walk for yeah. miles with change in their pocket and get, get stuff. By the time this issue came out though, I think that I had discovered comic shops or comic shops okay. had gotten to my okay. area and I had a pull, I actually had a pull list. Pull list. I was like, oh, wow. I was like probably 12 and my mom would take me on up there when I asked her. She was real great about that. But yeah, it was shortly before Crisis that I, that I had a pull list because okay. that's how I found out about Crisis yeah. was the comic shop owner said, look, you need to get this. This is going to be... And I was like, okay, you know. But yeah, I think this was already on my pull list by, by then, by the time Hal quit quit the core. And so, like, I, I was going to ask, like, in retrospect, because we've been reading Hal Jordan for so many years, like, like is it, the, would this be the first time you witnessed Hal Jordan quitting being a Green Lantern? The first time I remember him doing it. Okay. You know, I, I think he had quit before. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, I remember when I yeah. did a big read-through, like, before the Ryan Reynolds movie came out, and I was, like, shocked how many different jobs he had and, and all this kind of permutations that his life took, because it was like, he was the Air Force <laughs> pilot, and that was the slick, cool thing that everybody knew him for. But right. then, it's like, he started selling insurance and toys and all this other stuff. Driving a truck. Right. Yeah. He was a trucker <laughs> with, with Itty and all that yeah. stuff, and you're just like, what, yeah. you know, what... The, and his life just goes through so many permutations. And, and then some of those, he's like, all right, I've had it with, you know, being a Green Lantern. These little blue shits keep telling me what to do. And yeah. it's not working out and that kind of thing. So I, I think a lot of that started with the, with the Denny O'Neill stuff where they wanted Hal Jordan not to be a space cop anymore. They wanted to give him more of a Rounded. human interest grounding story. And, and all they did was they started adding on all these characters in his life that really didn't matter and nobody other than Tom and Carol, you really need no real supporting cast for him because they, they're his, his anchor to the world when he comes back to earth, but he should be out in space, you know, fighting DC's version of Thanos or or whatever, you know, but DC just didn't know what to do with their, with their space continuity that much other than, Hey, this planet has hot people and this planet is where strange goes to. Yeah. Yeah. But none of them really crossed over. It was like everybody had their little corner, little corner of space. Yeah. There was no silver surfer traveling the galaxy, seeing, seeing everything, tying everything together, Adam Warlock or whatever. So, like, for that aspect of Green Lantern, the supporting cast, yeah. like, like, do you want to go into, because I know you told oh. me before, like, how, how you, you know, you, you were, in some cases, maybe, I don't know if this is the right word, but, like, overwhelmed by how, how much of a supporting cast they inject into Hal's life when you feel like it's not entirely necessary? Well, they, they gradually started, started doing it with, like I said, the Denny O'Neill stuff, and then, then around, by this time, they had already injected so many supporting characters that there's hardly any... Green Lantern story anymore. Yeah. I mean, in, in this issue alone, I, I think I counted like like ten different 
auxiliary people in there. I mean, I, you have you have April O'Rourke and her and her fiance who works at uh, Ferris, right? Ferris Air- Aircraft. Well, most of these are Ferris Aircraft people, and a lot of them are in, interchangeable. They're just they're just faces to draw, and they like the two of them. And then you have another guy who look who looks like April O'Rourke's fiance, but he's an older test pilot who's helping Carl Ferris with the aircraft yeah, business, yeah. and you know. He comes into play later on. They actually do something with him. But you have Carl Ferris. You have this this other guy. What's his name? Davis is the older test the, the pilot. The flight pilot guy. Right? The flight yeah. pilot guy. And then you have Bruce Gordon, who's there for some reason forever, not just for the Eclipso, which you know is coming because yeah. it's Bruce Gordon. Yeah, it's Bruce but, Gordon. But, but he's there for like a year. Well, well they, were, they, they were trying to sell the whole idea of he's making, I mean, I don't know how this works, but he's making a solar jet. So I guess it's 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 solar powered. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's, yeah, it's, that's the notion, right? Like that they're doing, Ferris is on the cutting edge of, of, of fighter jet technology and they're making some kind of solar jet. And then the, the other guy that's, that's fiancés with April O'Rourke, uh-huh. he, he's making some kind of Mobius chair or some shit that's going to do he, ESP stuff. And, and he ends up zapping himself or something and ends up, ends up losing, losing uh, mobility, mobility in his, leg, right? his yeah, legs. Yeah. And, you know, the, and, then, and then didn't they have, didn't they have like, like he's not even in this issue, but didn't they have like an assistant and his name was Jose or something like that? Yeah. Too? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, there might've been two, two, two oh, assistants. another assistant. Yeah. yeah, too. But, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, I mean, to, to your point, like, people can hear like we're just we're rattling off supporting cast and right. it just kept growing and everything and 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 here well a couple issues before but here's where she starts coming to play now you have tawny young who's like this this tv this yeah, they're, uh, they're, tv reporter it, she comes into play later when Inglehart takes over and the, and it goes to green lantern core because she becomes a pain in the ass to them yeah yeah but you know, I, and then Tom's over there in their wings, and he's and he's doing exactly what I'm doing when I'm reading this. Is he's he's like Hal? I'm not your personal secretary to keep up with all these people that you've surrounded. Well, that, that's with. that's why when you read this in isolation, you you might wonder like why is why is Tom Kamalka so pissed off? And right. if you if you read the follow up the 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 follow up issue to this, that his main point of contention is that the the previous issue. Hal does all this soul searching. He's like, should I be Green Lantern? Yep. Should I be Hal Jordan and, and live a life of love with, with Carol Ferris? And he's like, you know, he goes to, to Barry and Barry's like, I'm in this really long ass, horrible trial arc. I don't have time to be giving you advice and I'm not the right person to be doing it. But I'm here if you need but, me. But, yeah, but, I, but I'm your friend. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'll listen to you and all this stuff. And, and he says, thanks. I'm glad you're here. He, he goes to, uh, he goes Green to Lantern and is oh, like, yeah. I, you know, and, and, and talks with him about it and everything. And, 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 and Ollie, it comes down on the side of, well, if you love her, right? Like, and he's like, I do. He's like, well, that's, that's your answer. Right. Right. And then, and then he talks to Superman and Superman's kind of like, he appreciates and understands everything he's saying. He's like, you of anybody else know the best of us about living a dual life and all this other kind of stuff. And, and, you know, Superman breaks it down in an uncle Ben way is just kind of like, you got to understand how though, there's only so many of us people out there that, that fight the good fight and that, you know, have the willpower, the tenacity, you know, the drive and, and that moral fiber to do this kind of stuff. So it, it'll be a big loss if you 
if you leave us and, and he's like even though he understands like what's going on with that and so ultimately by the end of it he decides he he comes to the conclusion he's going to spend the rest of his life with carol ferris he goes in and petitions the guardians and that's the end of it the reason why tom's so pissed off is he's like he didn't fucking talk to me yeah. about it he was the first one who knew and he he's like green he's lantern. like i write the goddamn green lantern book i'm the one who wrote the last will and testament and all this yeah. other stuff yeah. like i'm the one who's been keeping all the records he's like i'm supposed to be your best friend and you didn't even like say boo to it about me but then again to be fair uh, speaking of supporting cast they weren't in this but tom has an entire family that that play a supporting yeah. cast role in it yeah. also he yeah. has like a wife and two or three kids, kids right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so and he has his own story arc where he becomes a, a millionaire because he designed a specific type of engine so you have all these subplots that have nothing to do with green lantern yeah per se yeah. but yeah he, he was pissed at how because because he never asked the guy who's been with him the longest with his time as Green Lantern. So. Yeah. But then again, Tom, to be fair, Tom kind of ditched Hal for a while yeah. before this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, how, the, how strong he, was their friendship yeah, at the time? Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, you know, they, there's a lot of, because of the influx of supporting cast, there's a lot of artificial drama. Yeah, that that comes from that. It's always oh, you know, the, like you said, they, it's not good enough to have the guy make the Mobius chair. He's got to lose the loss of his legs, and then and then they have to have these moments, these Hank Pym moments where he snaps at April O'Rourke, and then it's like, I'm sorry, baby, I didn't mean to snap at yeah. you, and all this stuff. And you're like, in the meantime, you're like, I want to watch like how Jordan like beat the fuck out of Evil Star. I don't want to watch these two guys have a heart to heart like you know one of these romance comics or whatever. But but my point is is like that that guy who built the Mobius chair thing. It, why couldn't he be Bruce Gordon? I mean, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah, couldn't you, 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 you could have streamlined like you, you could have streamlined Solar Jet Mobius thing, yeah. and and hell, why why don't we go three for three? Why why can't he steal the jet from Hal Jordan in that other arc with yeah. the guy? Like then then that would have been one guy instead of it being like you know what I was telling you earlier instead of it being Hank Pym, Captain America, and Hawkeye with their masks off, and you're like, <laughs> who the fuck are these guys? They they all go out and play golf together in polo shirts, <laughs> and you're like, you don't know who the fuck is who, exactly like that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I can see why it would easily get confusing and, and kind of, you know, hard to wrap your brain around. Like, how did you handle, like, the notion, like, here, like, it, it's like, did you, did you take it as, like, a, you know, like, when, like, Spider-Man quits being Spider-Man, like, even though it's a big deal, like, you kind of know, eventually he's going to find his footing and come back to it? Like, is that how you at the time when, this? At the time when I was, you know, 12 years old or whatever when this came out, yeah, I mean, it was... Hal Jordan has not been in issues before. I mean, he, John Stewart and Guy Gardner were already right, right, had, had right. already been Green Lantern. Yeah, so okay. so having John show up was not a surprise, right, you know. Right. Uh, but the whole idea in my head was, well, John's going to temporarily be it, you know, yeah, for, and, for a while, yeah, yeah, for a while, and then then of course Hal's going to come back. But you know, the, the way that they did it, him him being this broody, sappy dude who's Hanging out on a mountain, talking to a dead guy. Yeah, no, yeah. Know, th this is but that's for just this, for exposition. This, this, this is, but this is something I was going to ask you about. Like the thing that, in retrospect, like looking at it in hindsight, that bothered me the most, and I kind of hinted at it in my synopsis is that moment where he's like, "I got to call Superman or Green Lantern," and then the big guy like brushes him away from the payphone. I, I, I was flashing oh, to like yeah. Jeff Johns, like test pilot secret origins issues where I'm like, dude, that Hal Jordan, the flight pilot flyboy would have punched the hell out of that guy, whether he had a ring or not. But, but in this, it's, it's more like he's, he, he's lost some of his teeth because it's well, like, it's like that Han Solo thing where he, he, he falls in love and is not 
the the scoundrel space pirate they, anymore. They, you could take it that way, but the way I always took it was was Hal Jordan was the was the seasoned veteran hero. He's not going to punch out some random civilian. That's true. Whether he has a That's ring true. or not. That's true. Just That's because true. he's he's the bigger guy who would just walk away. Now well, Jeff Jeff Johns would have him right, know, right. beat his ass. Right. And, yeah, yeah, and, and wouldn't consider it because right. no, it's true that you mentioned that because the other the other things I flashed to is like I was I was revisiting some of this run just to because you said there's so many supporting casts like I just wanted. To get the flavor, so I wasn't sort of just talking about this issue in isolation. Right. But I remember reading something where the first thing he does when he comes back to Earth, because the reason why he's not been with Carol and Ferris this whole time is he's been off with another supporting cast full of Green Lanterns. You know, Salak, Arizia, Kat Matui, like all yep. these, all these other Lanterns were his supporting cast, and so he, he petitions, "Hey, hey, can I stop?" Policing the space sector and and live with the woman I love and all this other stuff. And well, they, he was exiled. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. They finally agree. Like, yeah. okay, you can come back now. Yeah. And 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 then the first thing he does is he, he sees some guy like with a car spinning off the road. He's like, "What? The guy had booze? Like, what a stupid thing to do, drunk driver." And then my mind immediately like flashes to Emerald Dawn. Yeah. And I was just like, "Wait, this guy thinks it's incredibly stupid. The other guy in the the, the modern story just you know obviously wasn't at that point or or." they forgot all about that. So it's, it's, it's important that you mention. like, I think people forget, like he was a stand-up guy, but all, to begin not with. just him, but, but all of the DC heroes yeah. were stand-up guys. That's the thing. Yeah. Batman wasn't really putting people's uh, he, he was, noses through their brain. He wasn't, he wasn't branding people. Right. He wasn't, brand, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't branding people in the alley. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, Superman, Batman, Flash, a Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, all of them were noble and true heroes who were, who always did the right thing, whether they had their powers or not. And, and that was just, and maybe, maybe the people who read Marvel at the time, that's the reason that it turned them off from DC because it wasn't real enough. They weren't, they weren't real people. I, mean, I, I feel yeah. like, I feel like Green Lantern, even though it, it's funny to me, even though Hal Jordan, let's say, gets a super bad rap from from so many people. I, I feel like of those early Silver Age DC characters, like the fact that he had a supporting cast even to begin with, like the fact that his costume wasn't just, you know, underwear and tights, like that it was a little different, unique, like the the design of it, like that there was some aspect of not Marvelization, but that that thing that Marvel is credited for, that Stanley's credited for, where they say, oh, the Fantastic Four were a family. Well, guess what? Like, Hal Jordan had a brother. Yeah. You know, like, there there was, it's like, he was a superhero with a family. And he had a cousin who was, who was a superhero also, Airway. Yeah. I mean, he had, yeah. he had, he had, he had act, and this, that wasn't like a retcon by, by Roy yeah. Thomas. He, yeah. he, he yeah, was actually, actually in for there. real. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, the, like, to me, I was like, well, you know, there's, there, he's not necessarily, you know, the, the, the homo sapien of, of of, uh, you know, modern comics writing, but but there, there's a little Cro-Magnon kind of right. you know thing going on in, in terms of his place in history as far well, as that goes. Well, and and a lot of that you know comes back to something that I blame everything on, and that's Crisis on Infinite Earths. It turned every writer at DC mad just crazy because it, what it did was all of a sudden everybody has a blank slate so they want to put their own stamp on it well it seems like everybody's stamp is to give people quote personality and all of that stamp of personality was always something negative so they started you know they started screwing up Hal Jordan with the Emerald Dawn and all, all that <laughs> stuff and, and he starts taking a, a dive then and yeah. that's the same with all well, the rest of the that's the thing they traded they, they traded what was perceived as quote unquote a silly weakness say in yellow 
right. for a quote unquote realistic weakness, which is this hubris thing. Like yeah. that's it's like, oh, now his fatal flaw isn't getting dosed with a bunch of yellow perfume. It's being it's, too it's, it's it's yeah. it's being cocky yeah. and arrogant and 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 not acknowledging like yeah, he, he should stop drinking and, and has a problem and right. all this other stuff. And and that's what you trade it for. And and what I was gonna tell you though that I find interesting and maybe one day we'll talk about Emerald Dawn, but the, the when when I came to Emerald Dawn, my spinner rack issues were four, five, and six. So I completely missed the drunk driving aspect okay. of it. So to me, like Emerald Dawn was always awesome and I never dealt with the the weirdness of him being a drunk driver. It was it was always just this is his introduction to Kilowog and the core and that you know, retconish aspect that like Kilowog was the trainer for everybody and right, that right. he's being introduced to the core and that that of all the lanterns Hal Jordan was the only one who could save their ass at the end because of the type of man he was. Right. Like, because they were all so set in their ways, and he was the only one who could take out Legion at the end of it. Who and could like, take out the box. And, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and not just kind of go by the book or whatever. And like right. that, I, I adored. And, 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 then he was the yeah. rogue. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that totally worked for me. And, and, and it was only like later when I read like a collected, you know, one of those newsprint trades or whatever that I actually read like the first three issues. And I sort of understood why people like, you know, some of that left a bad taste in people's mouth comparatively to like this, this run where he's, you know, saving people from drunk drivers, not being the drunk driver. Well, see, with me, I, I guess it, 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 it hit me all at once was I had gone out of comics before Emerald Dawn hit. And I, and I had a, this hiatus from comics for probably about seven years or so. So when I came back, the first things that I started back reading were my three tent poles, what was JLA, Flash, and Green Lantern. I started catching up on them. So I got hit all at the same time with not only is there a new Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, and, you know, I already knew that. Oh, you weren't, you weren't reading that at the time. You, you read it like in bulk. Yes. Oh, I, okay. I read it over the course that, of like, that explains, like a month or something. That, that explains so much. Cause for me, like, like I was going to get into this cause this has John Stewart, but, but for me, like, I'm just going to share this story. When I went to San Diego Comic Con before Justice League, the animated series was ever announced, like they were saying, okay, we're going to tell you the lineup of the characters and all this other stuff. And Bruce Tim was there in a panel. Yeah. And when they went down the list, and at the time, that was when, you know, Hal Jordan was dead and they had the heat thing. Like, the, what is it? Like, Hal. I found out about that later. Hal, whatever. I forget what the yeah. acronym was, but, yeah. but there were all the Hal fans that were butthurt that Hal wasn't around anymore. Right. And then, and then you know, it's like then the people that, you know, loved Kyle or whatever. And there's this polarizing wedge between those two groups. And to me, I thought it was fucking brilliant because – that you got these guys from the Justice League up there going, well, we're going to go with Jon Stewart. And, and me having read this issue of Green Lantern, I, you know, I knew from an early age who Jon Stewart was. Right. I read Cosmic Odyssey. Like I, I knew from Action Comics Weekly, like all that kind of stuff. Right. And I went, that's fucking genius. Cause you, I was like, you didn't pick a side. Right. Like, and, and it, and it's, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's a legit character who has way more history. Well, not than Hal Jordan, but at least the, but more than, than Kyle, than Kyle yeah, did yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking perfect. And, and that's why I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And then back to what you were saying, like you got hit all at once. Uh, the only thing I will share is I read that Green Lantern book in real time. Like yeah. I picked up. Pretty much, I mean, some stuff I might have had to catch up in back issues where it was like I because I was reading like newsstand comics and then I jumped into the stores. Okay. So then it was like all of a sudden when I went to a store, I think they were already on issue nine. And I was like, 
what? Like, because oh, wow. to, okay. to me, like, distribution was so weird. Like, I would get, like, Man of Steel 1, Man of Steel 3, and then all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was reading Superman 11. And I thought Man of Steel 1 through 6 was the first six issues of Superman. Oh, okay. that, That's how I rationalized yeah. it in my mind. But in reality, there was, like, a whole different six issues of Superman. Right. So the same thing with this. I, I think I bought, like, the first eight issues of that book in in a you know comic book specialty shop as back issues and then after that i collected it in real time ongoing and i'll say reading it in real time i this reference may mean more to people who are on the podcast with me than anybody else but it's like we we always have this argument over the kang dynasty in in the avengers the busick run okay and 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 I was reading Avengers in real time. And to me, it was excruciating. It was so fucking boring. I was like, get on with this fucking story. But the, for the folks that love it, that read it, like the, the cue is they read it in trades and they got it all at once and they enjoyed it that way. And it's kind of the converse with you, right? You, you read it all in bulk and that didn't work. You know, like one, you were exposed to it all at once. But for us that were reading it one by one, I had that same excruciating, like, God damn it. Like, when is this team up with Wally and him going to be done? And right. like, what are they doing? And, and we were legit bored. And then when they did Emerald Twilight, it was almost like something's finally happening. Right. And then, and then when, then when they introduced Kyle, it was just kind of like, okay, I, I think that for me, it was needed and I understood it at the time. But I think there was still that aspect of, well, eventually you're going to, like I still had that love for Hal, where right. I was like, eventually you're gonna bring him back, right? Yeah. And and like and like for me, I I hung on in there till they did like the hundredth issue where they got the Hal from the past, and and I was yeah. always keying in on it. And you know, I I'm the guy who loves Hal Jordan Specter, like okay. like do you know what I mean? Like because because yeah. I was always like anything I could get my hands on that would. See, propagate, I read that in real time. Yeah, was, yeah, and 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 anything I could get to propagate like the the redemption of what they did to him i was like glomming onto because right. I, I was like this is still my guy you know so and, rebirth was like yeah yeah know, and by, by then by yeah. then you were like oh yeah. that was like, <laughs> yeah. like okay thing. and and especially because I, I was definitely in that mode where i you know shag talks about batman phases like i was in the anti-bat you know like bat dick phase or yeah. like i fucking hated batman not not bad dick like recently but 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 yeah <laughs> not 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 the bat a wang but i mean i mean the 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 jerk you know like yeah. like professor xavier is a jerk like batman is a jerk right like type thing and batman was in full-on you know grant morrison bat god jerk mode yeah and to see him get punched in the face you know, the one punch even, yeah. you know, that was like, okay, good. Like you deserve that, yeah. like that, that you've earned that comeuppance because you've been that, you know, bat dick to so many people, you know? Well, just to give you, just to give you an idea of, of how I got hit, hit in the face with everything at, at, at once was I, I wandered by a comic shop when I, I, I was thinking about getting back into comics, you know, dipping my toe back in. And there's a poster on the wall for the upcoming JLA Morrison. Mm. And me not knowing dick about what was going on with yeah, Green Lantern, yeah. I look at it, I'm like, oh, they gave Hal a new costume. That's oh, kind of weird. Okay, okay. You know, I, and I, you know, it's it's a dark headed yeah, yeah, yeah. Caucasian dude. You yeah. know, I was like, I was like, oh, so Hal's back, but they gave him a weird costume. And, you know, I guess that's Wally. I guess Wally's still flash from, you know, the post crisis Baron run, you know, because I hadn't started yeah. catching up yeah. on it. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the there's the there's the seven back together. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm pick that up. Went into the comic shop, told him to told him to give me the first issue. Read the first issue, and I'm like, this isn't this this isn't how. What the fuck's going on? So yeah. then I started catching up. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a that wow. was a thing. So that, that that's that's tough. That's like that that thing where they're like the end of the crow movie, where it's like I'm going to give you all the pain all at once, <laughs> all and, at you're once. Like, ah! yeah, and you're like, ah! yeah. so you're like all messed up after that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I wow. figure I, I am I am messed up after that. It, yeah. It kind of happened to me. But uh, you know, I, and looking back on it, the the Kyle stories were good stories. I mean, they were good. They were good. You know, tales, yeah, you know, yeah. reading them in bulk like that. I didn't yeah. have to suffer through, you know, waiting for the next week to come right, out. Every right, month. Right. I read it, you know, just pretty much in bulk from the start of the Kyle stuff all the way up to like Judd Winnick or something. Is I, I, I read up to Judd Winnick. I think yeah. that's when I jumped off the ship afterwards. But, yeah. but I mean, I, all that Ron Martz like era Kyle Rayner stuff, you know, like that was, that was my, you know, Jam or whatever, yeah, right. you know, like the the Daryl, what is it, Daryl, Daryl Banks, Daryl Banks, and, yeah, yeah. and Ron Martz, right? Like those, yeah, those D- were Daryl Banks's pictures were so pretty. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 keep yeah. Going. yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's you know, it, and at the same time though, I'm getting the same trauma of I'm flying through JLA and going through the uh, going through when it was Hal Jordan with the Gray Temples and and the yeah. JLA with Wonder Woman and Did you did, when you caught up? Did you read Justice League Europe? Yeah, no, I see when I got out of comics I I had already been reading Justice League Europe. It was like probably around 90. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is did you get to the point where like Hal knocks up Power Girl and all that? Yes, up? I got oh, through. Okay, I, okay, I was reading all this okay. at the same time, okay, dude. Okay. Cuz okay. cuz my my idea is I had, I had a, a stack of Green Lanterns and a stack of Flashes and a stack a stack of JLAs and I'd read like a storyline from one and a storyline from the other and a storyline from the other and I was reading them kind of semi chronologically throughout them. So I was getting all of the you know what was that? Probably eight years of of story from the from those three books all at the same time. And it was it, it, while there were some, were some good stories in there, there was a lot of trauma too to me. Yeah, well, yeah. So, but I kept reading them, so I don't know what it says about me. But you, it was, you know, you know, what was always weird for me. Like I never comprehend like. Because to me, I was also big into the Superman titles, and that was what kicked off Emerald Twilight. But when I read the tie-in to it, like even though Coast City got destroyed, I still felt like there there was that weird disconnect to me because they did the Coast City issue it was forty six. They did a fill-in issue with him in Green La- uh, Green Arrow, yeah. and then they went into Emerald Twilight. And I was always kind of like, even with Hal, like Hal beats the shit out of Mongol, and he's triumphant. And I just felt like. Like, you know, I know, I know maybe it might be capricious because it's a whole city, but I felt like he, he was done. He dealt with it. Yeah, he, he dealt he, with he, it. Yeah. He finished That's... it, right? And then when you had that fill in issue with him and Green Arrow, like that seemed to cement that for me and confirm mm-hmm. it. Cause like here he is having almost a standard by the numbers adventure. Like he's not messed up in the head and nothing weird is going on. And then all of a sudden that, you know, it's time for the new direction, the sales, whatever people are bored. Legit. I was bored. Right. Until that reign of the Superman thing. Like, like those from like almost like the twenties, the mid twenties, all the way up to that forties was like, Fucking atrocious. Well, well, see, that's another thing. I miss Reign of the Superman and the Death of Superman. Oh, okay. I called up. Okay. I, I started catching up on that kind of in between, okay. also because okay. a lot of it was tying yeah, yeah, yeah. error. But you know, so Superman died during my catch up. Yeah, too, so. and so, for me, that was that was like every every what was it then back then Thursdays or whatever. It was like yeah. every whatever comics day was back then. It was like a- after 
I think during high school, like they, they eventually they made the mistake of putting in a, a comic shop that was like a block away from our high school. Like, so that was, that was every, like, okay, school's out. Like it's comic day. We're walking, we're walking over to the comic shop, man. Like, yeah. like we'll, we'll see you there. Like that kind of thing. And that was all, that was all we did. Like, the, you know, for that kind of era. But, it, but as far as what you were talking about, uh, thinking how went back to, pretty much status quo that he, yeah. that he had dealt yeah, with yeah. the Coast City thing. That's because probably you and, and me, when I was reading it, you know, half a decade later or whenever it was, were still in that mode of thinking that these writers were writing things like pre-crisis, where once a story arc is finished, all the toys go back in the box mm. and start from square one again, yeah, yeah. which to me... I. Personally, I, I like that, but a lot, a lot of other people think that, you know, the trauma should be carried over from, you know, 100 issues ago, mm-hmm. and he should still be dealing with it. Whereas, I, I'm very much in, into the, you know, there's two or three issues of a story, and it's done. Then all of a sudden, Hal's back working working at Ferris, or he, or he's in space, or, or you know, Barry's back to, or uh, Wally is, is, is sitting around the house waiting for the next yeah, Captain Cold to show up or or yeah. whatever, and, yeah. and then then there then there's a story with that, and then it goes back to yeah. I, I like the rubber band effect of that because because to me it it goes back to the premise of every issue is somebody's first, first issue, yeah, and, and and you can't draw in new readers unless you start from square one every now and then, yeah. But but you know when you're you're you know a year or two in and and how still dealing with you know. The destruction of Coast City. There should have been you. There should have been an, another thing where maybe Coast City came back or earlier or something. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, yeah. but w- would it be fair to say you prefer those mini crises as opposed to letting the baggage all pile up so that they have to do this major fucking crisis and then flush like like exactly. ten years worth of shit away? It, it, it's like you just do you clean up your room a little bit at the time. You don't let it turn into a gigantic pig pen, and then go, holy shit, I gotta hi-, you know hire somebody right. like movers to to help me clean this or yeah what you do is you have these dc writers who are putting these landmines in the hal jordan field you know like oh all of a sudden you know he's a he's a pederast or or whatever the hell and and they put they they put these landmines all in this the hal jordan backyard so how are you going to clear it clear it out you have to blow up the goddamn yard and then ship ship in some more soil (laughs) and replant your fucking grass and start over from the beginning you know that's a that's a green pun with green liner but you know well, that, that's that's kind of what rebirth was, right? Right. I mean, oh, well, kind of. But the the whole thing is is that is that um, DC these days with their crises is that they're only half ass blowing up the yard yeah, and throwing yeah. more landmines out there. Well, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, with convergence yeah, yeah, yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, the, the problem is yeah. the problem is if you if you clean up the room but you leave the stinky rotten banana over in the corner, eventually, like that's going to screw you. That's how on. you get ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> But yeah, but you know, like I said, it all goes back to crisis, uh, the original crisis. I'm I'm sorry. You, you know, you know what's funny is I I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I disagree or agree. Like yeah. like to me, I my blinders are so on. Like crisis itself, I love it. But see, the, yes, the, it's but a good the, story. But but the, the 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 interesting part of it is the reason why I love it is the reason why you're angry. It happened because it touches all those characters and all those earths and universes. That you love so much that right. you're angry that they're gone. So to me, it, it makes me reflect like, yeah, like I love the story Crisis, but whatever came out of that 
didn't always necessarily work out for the characters in the grand scheme of things. Like for me, I was always, I mean, it's weird. I'm, I'm such a butthurt Superman fanboy. And it's like one of those things where even though I loved reading Man of Steel and I grew up with Burns Man of Steel, like I, I can't tell you how many stupid internet brawls I got into over like power sets and, you know, people thinking that, you know, anime characters could beat the shit out of Superman. And right. I get into all these like fights and everything over it. And legit, like they have a point when it comes to post-crisis Superman. I mean, as much as I complain and hem and haw about Superman asphyxiating in space and, 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 and getting chumped by a manhole cover and all this electrified manhole cover crap. Like it's like, well, with that version of Superman, that's more likely than, with pre-crisis Superman, and 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 the only person you really have to blame for that is is Crisis, or 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 even for me, I mean, I still really love The Dark Knight Returns, but like hear somebody like Chris Franklin go, you know, that's when that's when Superman got taken down a peg right. for, for him, right? Like that that's the moment where it 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 not not the, only did they not put the toy back in the box. But they 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 damaged the toy, right? They, they, like, ru they right. ruined the the, the diecast model. That, of it's it. like it's yeah. like the wind up for your spinny car. Like that spinner doesn't work the way it used to anymore because right. you've deconstructed it so much without building it back up. And and I don't mean to say that as a downer, but just that I appreciate, even though even though I'm still gonna defend Dark Knight and Crisis myself and say how much I adore those and love those. I, I still understand like what both of you guys are saying about the, the, the impact it had in, in a way that doesn't necessarily behoove the care. Right. Well, um, and I agree. Crisis was a great story. I love, I love crisis. I don't like the effect of crisis at the end. Toys should have been put back in the box. There, there was no reason for a simplification. I think Marvel Wolfman's full of shit. I mean, there's, I mean, it, it, figuring out multiple Earths was done in one fucking panel of a Flash back in the day, and right. and I was eight years old and I fucking understood it. Well, so, I, I even yeah. say that about people saying, "Oh, it's so hard to get into comics. Things are so complicated." I'm like, motherfucker, if you can memorize a hundred something fucking Pokemon, you can figure out who the motherfucking Legion of Superheroes right. are. Like, exactly, fuck you. exactly. Like, but but like I said, the Crisis is a great story. Uh, um, Dark Knight Returns is a great. Yeah, story. Yeah. Kingdom Come is a great yeah. story. That doesn't mean that Jeff Johns should take every fucking thing in Kingdom Come and bring it to the current continuity yes, yes, and yes, say and yes. say this is fucking gospel. Right, right. But right. I mean, you know, keep. I, I like the kind of semi fix that they started to do where they're now they're bringing back multiple Earths because they. I think they kind of realized that that was a fucking problem in '85. You have the Kingdom Come Earth, you have the Charlton Earth, and all that shit is back now. So I don't know. That's just that's my little rant. That has nothing to do with Green Lantern. Well, okay, right. it has something to do with Green Lantern. This is good. This is good that, stuff. Uh, when I was a kid, in Crisis hit, I, I really thought that that Hal would be back, but when Crisis was coming out, but John was still the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, well, of course he'll be back. This is a, this is a big universe spanning. You're going to have the heavy hitters in there. You're going to have Barry. Well, that, that's You're going to have that's... Superman. And then all of a sudden you see the cover for the first one. And there's John Stewart. I'm like, well, maybe Crisis is the big event where Hal gets his ring back. Yeah, you know, or something. Well, what's yeah, funny yeah. is then it ended up being Guy too. Yeah, and then Guy comes back and it's like, ah, you know, who was he? Was he was he the guy that was in the nursing home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And that that's always what cracked me up is is uh, I mean, arguably 
Like, Marvel people would probably say different now, but at least when you and I were growing up reading comics, I would say, ostensibly, Crisis on Infinite Earths and Secret Wars were the biggest events from both those two companies. And I I found it the irony that Hal Jordan and Tony Stark had nothing to do with the quote-unquote biggest events at Marvel and DC like that. I always found that, like, ironic. Exactly. That was was what was going on and everything. But it's like they're still... I mean, for me, I, I still love both of those. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I, it's not anything I begrudge or anything like that. It's just, it's just fascinating to me where I was like, oh, you know, like somebody who presumably is the, the real, you know, Iron Man or the real Green Lantern yeah. or the, 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 the standard default that's on all the underoos or whatever, but they're not, they're not part of this sort of epic, like you said, galaxy spanning. Like, you're like, for sure, at some point, Hal Jordan's yeah. going to pop up in this. <laughs> and then really, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, it, 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 he just, he's not, he's not really involved in in crisis well and you know if i had been my age now reading this back then and known what i know about companies and what they try and do to people who are buying comics i could have probably seen the stuff in crisis and in secret wars coming because you know marvel already did it in contest of champions yeah. which that was supposedly going to take all everybody's gonna yeah, get together everybody. but it focused on these brand new characters the international characters that they had just that, that nobody just really invented for were. that story yeah. you know? it's, it's, it's like doing yeah. a major crossover but then what was the annual event where they went around the world and introduced the, or, or, or like bloodlines it'd be like yeah. it'd be like doing you know bloodlines but it's the major event it's like selling it as we're going to do a major crossover and everybody's involved, but oh, by the way, here's gunfire. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Well, like, DC did that because that was a an annuals thing. They were they were in that thing where the big crossovers were going to be the yearly annuals because it, it was either before or after Bloodlines where they did the international. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, they did that one because there was right? like I know there was an Israeli hero. Yeah, and they introduced like all those different or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is good. I, I was going to do the second story, but I feel like we got a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you. Yeah, I, I, do you have a bunch of stuff to say about? Not really. Uh, the only thing I really had was how it may have been a template for how Guy's personality was during the Crisis Crossover. Oh, because oh, he, 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 he was the robot guy, and then yeah. he, he proves the undoing. Because he, I mean, I remember it had that impact on me where I was almost horrified that he had made that. Like he thought he was helping, and he was actually like, like killing, he, he his, killing all, all his people, species. Yeah. Like even the girl, the even, whatever, even like yeah. the girlfriend, because he's like, oh, I love the girlfriend, but yeah. then all of a sudden it's like she's screaming to death too. Yeah, and like that had a total impact on me. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. So so thanks for listening. Me and Keith are going to check out. I think we're just, you know, we're just doing the first story in this Green Lantern issue because we, we talked about so much cool stuff. I don't know. Do you, do you want to pimp, propagate, promote anything? Like, you got any guest spots or anything? That... Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll appear on a guest spot here and there if somebody calls me. I, I really don't know a lot about podcasting, but I like to talk about shit. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Seriously, I, like, you know, you're my good friend. I love yeah. talking with you about stuff, and this is awesome to be yeah. here and everything. E- eventually, I'm going to, I have a database of all of the fictional professional sports teams in DC Comics history. Yeah. And I want to put it online as some sort of database, but I'm not really looking at clicks. I just really want the writers to be informed because none of them seem to do any fucking research when they put up sports team in DC Comics. They, they just seem to make up a new one. Yeah, right? if, it, if it's in Gotham, they just call them the fucking Knights or, yeah. or something like that. You know, they, rather than looking at, you know, Gotham has two baseball teams, and, you know, all, all that kind of shit. But I, and I, I've been talking with some creators every now and then when I see them on Twitter or whatever, and I, shoot them some info and if they, yeah, yeah. If they do if they don't they don't but i'd love to have a 
website where I can say, hey, check check out like your a, if you want. Like a, a Mike's Amazing World for DC Something like that. Actually, something. more like a, I don't know if you've ever, it's an old site that hasn't been updated in a while, but it's called For Those Who Ride Lightning, where you can find all the information about Flash characters. Oh, And it only okay. goes up to, I think it goes up to 2011. It was when he stopped updating it. Okay. But it's it's just like a database of, okay. of everything to do with the Flash. So if you if you ever see it, I forget what it is, but it's hyperborea.org slash something. But if you search for those who ride the lightning, it's I can't recommend that enough, but that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah. It's it's just a matter of time and life and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yes, life. I guess I'll do the usual, like if you want to check out the backlog of episodes of Comics Motherfucker, do you read them? Go over to Fanals podcast.blogspot.com. I'm going to do the short and sweet version. we got a bunch of other shows. Check those out. The backlog's there. You can stream us and send us emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. And this is going to be Derek. Derek WC is signing off from Fan Expo Boston and Keith G. Baker. And comics, motherfucker, do you read them? Yeah. Just wanted to say that. Sweet. <laughs>